This is Plus Money Golf on the Patriot Sports Network. A golf betting podcast that's better than most. What he said. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. And now, here are your hosts, Adam, Smitty, and Eric. Good evening. Welcome to Plus Money Golf on the Fantasy Sports Corporation Network. The show with the pro and the caddy. That would be Adam and Smitty. My name's Eric. I'm just the host. Chris is over here doing all the real work, making sure the show is operational. The stream is on the internet streaming. We're brought to you by our good friends at Jazz Sportsbook, Casino, and Racebook, as well as our good buddies, Underdog Fantasy. Use code plus money, all one word, to get 100% deposit match. Probably do some more stuff with Underdog later. Let's greet our actual golf guys. Adam was out qualifying for the John Deere. Ever heard of it? Adam, how's the uh, how's the golf game? Uh, no, I was just playing at the course. Not qualifying, but oh, you're just warming up, you're just yeah. familiarizing. Test ride, a little test drive. Uh, ah. it, it was okay. I played all right. We finished second team event. I think I finished like T14, so got a little work to do, but it it was still good. Uh, that sounds like in the mix to me, Smitty. Yeah, it was. It was fun. The course was awesome. It was in really good shape. So for this early in the year, they're just the rough was getting thick and. Looked like they had redone some bunkering, and so kind of have a little bit of an insight on the course already. Isn't it amazing what like grounds crews in the Midwest can do to golf courses this early? Yeah, it's nuts. Um, It was in really, I mean, the fairways were in really good shape. The greens have been airified, but they were still probably rolling 12. Um, And the fairways were a little beat up. They just, you know, it hasn't been warm down here yet, but the, uh, the bunkers are really good. The the rough was getting juicy, so um, it's going to be a tough driving course this year if they keep the rough juicy like that. It's just 50 every day up here in Wisconsin. Yeah. Are people hitting the links out at Aaron Hills, Smitty? No, no not open yet for, for a little while, a few weeks. Um, uh, I have some orientation coming up here within the next week and a half or so that I need to go to, but We'll see. I have my other job, I guess, that I ha- <laughs> that I can't always make everything. Um, but uh, I don't. I can't. Even, I think I'm going on. I got to remember. I think I'm going on close to to ten years there now. It's crazy. Gotta be. Gotta be because it was eight plus when we started the show. So we got to be closing in. Yeah. On 10 by now. I'm, yeah, it's gotta be. I have to. I have to think about that for a second, but yeah, it's got, it's not, it's my ninth or 10th year there now. So it's kind of getting crazy, but I'm excited. Always fun things going on. Oh yeah. Full on expert last week. Not that fun. I don't know. It was weird. I didn't watch most of it. This, uh, team event thing they did last week. I know Antley, the unstoppable plus 300 team didn't get it done. I watched a little bit. I didn't watch a whole lot. I was, busy um but it it was i mean it was a decent fit tournament i mean it was just not a lot of excitement yeah with with that kind of format it's it's a lot of fun to watch when it's at a challenging course with all the top guns aka the Ryder cup but when you have i mean and i'm not trying to i'm not trying to say anything like ill of the people that were playing in it because there's a lot of really good golfers that played in it. But 
it just doesn't do it for me this early in the year to watch like a, a partner team event like that. I just, I'd rather yeah. see guys going out there playing for themselves and me understanding them a little bit better so that when there's a tournament going on, I can actually bet on that makes sense. Um, you have a little bit more homework in the backpack, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I thought the pairing, some of the teams, the guys that usually play together in the team events, like the president's cup and the Ryder cup, they, they all showed pretty, did pretty well. Um, yeah. And then some of the young guys that are getting close to making that Ryder cup team, you know, with six picks this year, it's going to be a little more interesting to see what he does. And then, you know, we got a couple live guys that have a very high possibility of qualifying for the Ryder cup too. So. Yeah. And for some of those guys, it's, this is super important for them in those terms, right? Yeah. Zach Johnson definitely pays attention to these goofy events where you have absolutely guys playing together. Cause I mean, you know, if Nick Hardy and Davis Riley make the team that they played pretty good all week in two different formats, uh, that would be a pretty good group in a, you know, for rookies to be comfortable with each other. Yep. Networking event. I guess this week it's El Campeonato del Mexico, or if you think medium is spicy, the Mexico championship at Nuevo Vallarta awarded renovation of the year by golf incorporated magazine last year. The Vedanta Vallarta course features wall-to-wall Aspalum. You'll have to explain to me what that is. Aspalum. Aspalum? Yeah. It's just a type of grass. Oh, okay. Aspalum. How did you not know that, Eric? It's like a real wide bladed grass. It's like a Caribbean (laughs) grass that you see, like, if you go to Dominican, Mexico, Jamaica, places like that. It's real, um, I think... Maybe Lots of those even, resort style places. Yeah, but I think even yeah. some of the Cali courses, like uh, I want to say that Tori has past Palin. Um, and even I don't think LA Country Club is where we're having the US Open, but it's a real quirky grass, like kind of like Zoysia grass, where it's just it's it's not fun to play off of, but it's almost <laughs> like you catch flyers all the time. It says it has like turf grass characteristics. Yeah. So that means it's like, it's kind of gnarly and like super thick. And it's not a favorite on tour. I would say, um, there's, there is guys that play good on past palm grass. I mean, our boy Bahati who plays every tournament under the sun. That's professional in the Caribbean area. That's Uh, what I I thought when you said Caribbean grass. He's playing this week. And I was like, Oh, if that guy's in the field, uh, he's the Caribbean king. I know. I know you look at, I'll get into that more, I guess, in a little bit. But yeah, it's, you look at a lot of stuff that he's done in the recent past, and it's a little bit of an eye opener, especially when you look at those numbers. He cashes every time top 10 in, in the Caribbean. It's crazy. Yeah. This place looks incredible. It winds along the Amica River, the, Bunkers are described as cavernous, undulating greens. You got to throw an undulating in there, I've noticed, when you're describing a golf course. Yeah, I think this is a Nicholas course, so kind of, I would say they're undulating, but to me, the Nicholas greens are pretty easy to understand because they're like tiered and you have like three or four sections where they'll put the pins. So you get a lot of holes where you can like feeder shots where you can 
hit it in one spot and it feeds down there so you don't have to like attack it. I didn't know they awarded renovations. You got a renovation yeah. of the year award. It's a big time they're, deal. They're always redoing these things, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, usually courses go through like a major renovation. That's like, you know, a club gets renovation of the year. That's like a stamp on it. Almost so like this is a, the best course. This is a Greg Norman design course. Is it? Yeah. Shaq. I saw they had a few different ones there. I wasn't sure which one it was. Yeah. Interesting. The Nair course. Yeah. He wants to get a women's live going on. Greg Norman's got a lot yeah. of. Got He's a got lot a lot of, of ideas. <laughs> He's an idea man. Yeah. You should have started with the ladies tour because I think it would have been more well received because they could use the money. Yeah. I mean, they could, you could really just pop off women's sports in general with all of a sudden you're going to yeah. be giving women golfers all this money when. And I mean? for Saudis with their, you know, yeah. what people look at them as. If you just say we're dumping it all into women's golf to start, I mean, change some perspective. That probably would have boosted the whole thing. It would have, it probably would have been the death blow for the PGA Tour, though, because if the LPGA did it and it turned out to be super successful, and then now everybody's bailing ship. So, yeah, good thing you didn't think of that first. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that would this course is fun. this course that is like, uh, the sixth longest on PGA tour. It's at 74 56. So just under 7,500 yards. Um, it's got some of the longer par fours and par fives, right? I think it is. Yeah. Longest combined combined par fours and fives on tour, but super wide fairways. Yeah. So that's nice. I mean, if you're going to be long, if you're going to have long courses, then, you know, you got bombers. You want the, if you want people to score, that's kind of the world we live in today too. You got to have wide fairways. Um, third most bunkers on tour. So there's a lot of 12 holes with water danger. So you got some serious danger, you know, when it comes to missing fairways. So you're going to have all these wide fairways. You better freaking hit them. Yeah. But so, I mean, Puerto Vallarta, <laughs> nice vacation. Yeah. It's not a, not a bad little trip. Yeah, Puerto Vallarta. That's where uh, my wife and I went on our honeymoon. Squeezing a little golf. I doubt that. Sorry, babe. Yeah, I'll be back at nine. Nah, man. I'm trying. I'm trying to live that live that resort life at that point. As far yeah. as like just you know all inclusive type thing. If there's yeah, I'm not <laughs> many I'm not, drinks I'm not you leaving. can get. Yeah, I'm not How much leaving. food I'm, can you get? I'm. I'm <laughs> I'm trying to uh, max out on the bang for buck ratio. Oh. Yeah, I'm eating every 35 <laughs> minutes. And, I love uh, all inclusives, man. It's so great. The only thing that sucks is the wait staff does not care because they've already been paid. Uh, that's why. That's why yeah. you walk. You walk around with Tip. a lot of, lot of ones, and nope. you give them or use like, "Hey, bro, here's a twenty. Make sure you take care of me the, re- the next four hours that I'm here." Yep. And then it's I'll have cheap. another 24, 20, 20, 40 when I come back two hours after that for the next four hours. <laughs> yeah. If you tip big and there's a line at the drink stand, you're not waiting long. They usually just like, Hey, hey, get that guy's drink. Yep. Yeah. That's bad. a key. They're on it. So who, what are we looking for in this tournament? Just, a, just guys who can bomb the ball since these fairways are nice and wide and forgiving. Yeah, I think guys that play these, a lot of these Caribbean tournaments, probably just because the grass or guys that play good on the West Coast events. 
Oh, before we get into the picks, we have a message from our friends at Jazz Online Sportsbook Casino and Racebook. Jazz Sportsbook Casino and Racebook, the world's best resource for all-purpose online wagering. For over 20 years, Jazz has provided the best and quickest payouts in sports and entertainment wages. Live sports betting, covering all the major sports leagues, and even into the new and exciting world of esports. Down the stretch you'll come, with Jazz's online horse wagering. Get paid when you play with Jazz's fun and exciting online casino games. Go online now and use the promo code TSS for our new, members deals. Jazz Sportsbook, Casino, and Racebook, the world's best resource for online wagering. The best resource for online wagering. We're going to take some of this hot information over there and get paid. We have a real golf tournament. Sure, the field is kind of weak. There's only three guys you've ever heard of, but somebody's going to win. Yeah, I mean. You just got to figure out who. There's actually a lot of guys that we talk about that are playing that are kind of like those mid-tier guys. You just have John Rahm, obviously. I think he's the host host professional for this event. And then defending champ, too, isn't he? Yeah, Tony Finau, Wyndham Clark. Woodland Rogers. Uh, oh, me and Wyndham Clark are fighting. I can't bet on him. <laughs> Played all right last week. He did. And he was in contention. Um, yeah. With Bo Hostler too. Right. I think I even mentioned, I don't think our show, if you watched the live feed, you saw our picks, but that was one of the guys I said we should watch is Hostler and Clark is Hostler makes a ton of birdies, but he also has a couple blow ups through the round too. Yeah, when you're pay, playing, uh, isn't that a best ball situation? Is that why yeah. everybody was 26 under? Yeah. yeah, best ball and then alternate shot. 30 under par one. <laughs> 30 under. Dude, we're looking at we're looking at some sweet par fives, though, um, this week, man. I mean, let's see. The first par five on what hole six is 603 yards. So Whoa! That's, that's pretty fun. I mean, Adam, as a player... And yeah. you got number 12 is six six thirty seven. How um, many holes on tour are 600 plus? There's a lot now. We have one down the road, Eric. Yeah, oh, there wow. is a lot now. I mean, for those guys, though, I mean, they're hitting at 340. They're still got three wood in. But you got to think, too, um, something I've been reading out about this course is that uh, mid-afternoon is going to make it really, really interesting because especially with guys trying to bomb things and the, the crosswinds that are. Oh, yeah daily there it says you know so that's going to be a big a big testament to what guys can do as far as hitting the ball a long ways but trying to control it we'll see there but i mean even the i mean as a player right win the side and you got multiple par fours at 500 yards or just under 500 yards i mean what's your mindset going into there it's yeah it's a bomber's paradise yeah (laughs) <laughs> but it's going to be a long day. I mean, if you're not an early tea time where it's calm, if you're out there after yeah. what, 11 o'clock yeah. in the morning and you're out there f- for the ladder, that's going to be interesting. And so you're going to see some really big discrepancies for morning and afternoon, right? Yeah. I mean, we talked about this yesterday while we were playing is like some of the par threes we were hitting six and seven iron. And my partner was like, dude, the tour guys are hitting nine and wedge in this hole. And we're hitting six iron at 180. They're they're hitting eight irons in there. He's like, it's just a whole different game. But you know, most of these guys are hitting their five and six irons at 220, 225. So 
If but they needed out there, three hundred plus. Can they control it like it's a seven iron? Yeah, some of these guys. Yeah, but that's a big deal. Yeah, I think. I mean, you get a lot of wind players in here, guys that don't hit it high, but they hit it far, and seems like we've had a lot of wind on tour this year. So I don't know. That is yeah. true, actually. I feel like weather. I feel like a lot yeah. of tournaments so far this year with weather and wind, and so hey, guys. Because are- even these courses that are seventy two hundred when they're playing in rain, it's like. 7,200 feels like 8,000, you know, it's just, you get no roll, but, um, I would assume with this being, you know, in Puerto Vallarta that they, the course drains really well. So it's probably not going to be a wet situation, even if it does rain. Yeah. But I don't know. It's, it's different. It looks legit. I mean, yeah, it does. It looks like a resort. So. The good thing about resort courses is you can spray it a lot of times and still get away with it. Yeah. It's a very controlled environment. Yeah. You got gators down there. Maybe they got crocodiles. I'm not sure. Giant greens too. Yeah. That doesn't hurt. Average size, 7,000 square feet, which is eighth largest on tour. I always worry about some of these guys. Like I was looking through the list and it's like, bunch of these guys played college golf together and it's like, no, oh, it's a port of air to vacation. Yeah. Like, now all of a sudden they're up till three in the morning boozing with uh-huh. their buddies. And it's like, yeah. I wonder how much of that actually goes on on the PGA tour. You would be shocked. I, I'm sure. I'm sure I would. I'm sure I would. If you want to go and see it, we can go during the John Deere classic. Like after it's over, I can take you to a couple of places where I have some buddies that said they've been there playing cards at, four in the morning and there's yeah i, I would ha- i would cards. hate that i wouldn't have any fun doing that i mean i've seen firsthand i'm not going to call <laughs> the guys out but the guys a couple of the guys that play in the john deere regularly and a couple of them have won it will hmm. get done with the round and come over to davenport country club or crow valley or shorty and play and they will just drink 30 beers and play look and play poker monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday i mean these dudes you know it's like after it's like an after work it's like oh we're done working let's go play golf for fun i'll sit down and play some cards with those guys yeah gladly (laughs) some of the guys i might need i might need i might need a loan though adam yeah eric ca ca is the loan guy i did see jason day's name was on their advertising for the John Deere Classic this year. So yeah, you mentioned that when you were there, right? There was yeah. a bunch of stuff going on like that. Um, so that's good. It's probably gonna be a decent field, I would think, because that's kind of a crunch event where you get a uh major qualifier there. So it's a really fun event though to be a yeah. part of. It's cool. So now I'm thinking we need a middle-aged guy who drives the ball far and putts good. That's what yep. we need. Some guy who's gonna wake up not hung over. We've got just the guys for you. Preferably with an early tea time. <laughs> I was actually looking at the tea times and trying to see like, okay, where could some of these guys fit? And it's, it's a little challenging to look at it that way though. I mean, Tony Finau's playing and the thing I worry about him is, you know, he travels with 30 family members and it's like, now it's he's wild. at a resort spot. So it's like, he's going to have so much distraction. I almost don't think he's a, even a top 10 favorite. But the thing with Tony is 
um, a lot of his numbers, you know, you look back for the last few years and how he's been playing, a lot of things are the same as what they've been. It's just the results haven't been there for him, which, I mean, probably bodes more towards the ridiculous amount of talent on tour. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, it's not like it was before when it was Tiger, Phil, and all the other guys. We got old crappie young dudes. Let's get into these. Smitty, who's on your uh, top 20 list? Let me get my document out here. All right. Documenting some things. Yeah, top 20 this week. Um, I like Gary Woodland at plus 105. Uh, I have uh, Patrick Rogers at plus 120. Uh, Nikolai uh, Hogard at plus 130. Aaron Rye at plus 170. And uh, Akshay Batia at plus 300, top 20. What Uh, are they doing? That's ridiculous. Yeah, wait till you see his cash cow. Wait till you see his numbers overall, though. It's, it's, you hear some of these, you're going to be like, what? Um, You know, just to give a little insight on some of these guys so far. you know, I can speak on a little bit when it comes to, you know, Gary Woodland. I mean, he's been playing some really good golf this year. Yeah. You know, he's – and let's not forget that he is a major champion in the last four years. And, you know, he won the U.S. Open in 2019, uh, beating out beating out Brooks Kepka. Yeah, at Pebble. Did he right? backdoor that, though? Yeah, yeah. I think well, – no, because I think – did he or maybe though? Maybe like birdied at the last. I feel like I feel like he won by won by a few strokes. I feel like he um, backdoored it because it was like a shock. <laughs> or maybe he just outplayed Kepka. I can't remember. It was like a good battle though. Yeah. Either way, it doesn't fucking matter. He's won. A, he's won a major yeah. in the last four years. But yeah, I mean, he has he has two top tens this year. Um, I, I just feel like I, what he finished like 14th or something like that at at Augusta. Yeah. So he's he's playing some pretty good golf. Uh, and I think he's only missed three cuts. Let me see. Hold on. I have it right here. Yeah. He's missed three cuts in his 14 starts this year. So I, I just, I, I like him a lot. I mean, uh, knock on wood. I've said that once before this year, and I think it was one of the tournaments he played really shitty in, but man, this is, this is a field that he could, I feel like he could tear up, especially with how the course is set up and what he can do. Yeah. Um, you know, Patrick Rogers with him, you know, he took 10th last year and you look at some of the guys that finished above him last year, they're not playing this year. Uh, um, and, uh, he's got seven top twenties this year already. Steady. Yeah. There's, there's some, some cool stuff about that. And then we've already talked about, um, you know, Batia and how he's been, how he plays in courses like this. But then, you know, like Hogard and Rye, I mean, Rye, especially as of late has been showing that he is, he has a little bit of a hot hand, you know, round around. Um, and then Hogard has just been really solid and a guy that can, that I think has a shot to, to really jump up the leaderboard here because he's all these guys have played really well in much tougher conditions and fields. So why the hell can't they place in the top 20? Yeah. Yeah. I've been seeing Rye do well. I've been playing some uh hold hole matchups on Saturday and Sunday. Rye has won me a few $5 wagers and Hogard. I've seen he played pretty good dudes. last week too. Yeah, yeah you, you I like his game on the leaderboard. What do you got, Adam, for 20s? Uh, for 20s, I got uh, Bo Hostler at 160. I think coming oh, off the team that. event last week, he played pretty solid. 
feel like with a lighter field, maybe he finally gets gets a win here. And then I got uh, Bahati at 300. Um, and then Jimmy Walker at 450. He's played really good the last – oh He played good at Augusta, and he played pretty good last week, I think. Um, what are his odds? Uh, 450. Wow, nice. And then he was uh, great Thursday and Friday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Week after. And then Lucas Glover at 500. Ooh. Uh, just cause he tends to start playing better this time of year. And then Nick Watney at 1100. I just thought that was too good odds for him to get a top 20. Where's your boy? Like Max McGreevy. Yeah. I can't. He's from. <laughs> I, can't. I can't. I feel like he takes these uh these Caribbean trips. Like he does tend to cat. I mean, he tends to cash in these Caribbean events. Like whether it's web or tour events, he usually gets top twenty or ten or even a top five. But I seem like I saw a couple of his buddies from college in that list, or a couple of Oak Tree guys, and I was like, man, that's mm. that's risky because you know. Just yep. I, I didn't feel I felt like Port of Ayers is too much temptation for Max. Yep. <laughs> Guy like Jimmy Walker, he's got gray in the beard. He's yeah, be he's fine. he'll be I in mean, bed by ten. He was off the grid and then shows up at Augusta and plays really well. Yeah, I feel I, I can kind of coincide with how you're feeling because my boy Callum Terran was on there, was on the yeah. list, and I was like, ooh. But <laughs> yeah. it's not it's not the time. No, so far this year, something from him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, to be. Yeah, I haven't seen Callum Taron in those top twenty, top forty lists lately. No. What about top tens, Smitty? This is where we make the real dollars. What's body has got to be five hundred plus five hundred for top ten. Seven hundred. Oh. Yeah, I have I have Wyndham Clark at uh, plus one eighty. You know. Another guy, right? Playing yeah. some really good golf. Um, and uh, was in contention there for a while last week. And he's a guy that has been around, has kind of just been, you know, around that area of teetering with, can I get over the hump and win? Yeah. Again, maybe this is a week where you can do it. Uh, I also have uh, Gary Woodland there again at plus 220. Uh, Patrick Rogers at plus 260. I have Hogart again at plus 280 and then Batia at plus 700. So four of those picks are the same as, you know, last. I just um, kind of hopped. I, I hopped off of Aaron Rye there from the top 20 to the 10. So that's uh, where I'm at right now. Wasn't Wyndham Clark the favorite to win that tournament that went on the <laughs> same week as the Masters? And oh, that was No, that was uh, the one of the players, I think. That was in the Caribbean general region. Yeah, that was the opposite the players. Yeah, and he I was mean, like first round leader, and then grenaded or something. <laughs> yeah. He's he's got what the I think he's he's what top five shortest odds in the field this week, right? Or he's like maybe yeah. third. Wow. I can't remember what it is. So he's he's up there. Um, yeah, he's third as far as you know ranks to the odds to win it. So I mean, he's oh, Wyndham Clark getting all kinds of respect, and he ranks eleventh. In driving distance this season, that was a stat that that was a stat that stuck out to me with him. Yeah, that's what you want. 
Somebody's going to push it through these uh, Santa Anita, Santa Ana crosswinds, whatever they're called. Yeah, Ocean I mean, breeze. I mean, the the greens we just spoke of, right, are gigantic. So none of these guys should have issues hitting greens. Now, how close are you to the pin when you hit the greens is a different story. But, yeah, you want these guys who can bomb it a little bit and have shown that they can play at a high level so far this year. And I think Wyndham Clark fits that bill a little bit. Is it better to be... 18 feet from the hole, uh, a little bit on the fringe where you have to chip it onto the green or 30 feet away on the green. Uh, I don't like to chip on past Palom. It's just wiry. It's like strange grass. I think you always want to be putting if you can be right. Yeah. No, I watched some of these long putts and I'm like, I wonder if that guy would rather just be unless you're Jordan Spieth. Yeah, true. I mean, that's his deal. <laughs> Actually, when we played yesterday, my bu- my buddy hits to the right, and I'm like, "Oh, that's headed right to the Spieth bunker." <laughs> I wonder when he practices, does he just put himself in terrible situations, dude? Like getting out of them because he knows that's how he's going to end up playing. He doesn't have get- to put himself there. He can just yeah. play his normal game, and he's there. So that's why when he's they- so comfortable doing it. When you go to these tour events, like a lot of the short game areas set up a lot like the bunkering on the course. So, I mean, if I usually when I go to tour events, I sit on the range and watch them hit balls and watch them practice chip and they'll practice those shots. And it's crazy how good they are. Just like I remember one year I was down there and there was like the guy was cool in the green with the with the hose and like showering the green and the guy was hitting the ball purposely. I think it was Stuart Sink. He missed a cut and he was staying because he was already getting a free trip to the British. And he was hitting like one hit short of the hose and bouncing it over. And he probably hit 30 balls like that. It was just like one hit, like the exact same spot. I was like, I I probably couldn't do that two out of 50. And he's doing it, you know, 30 balls in a row. Yeah. They're those guys are psychopaths. Yeah. When you take that pressure of the cameras and all the people off, it seems like they can just do whatever they want. Yeah. No, see those. I remember those videos of Tiger bouncing the golf ball around on the club. Just everything Tiger did in the mid nineties was incredibly impressive. <laughs> yeah, those all those guys can do that. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Wild. Well, who's in your top ten, Adam? Uh I've also got a uh, top twenty pretty crazy. So I've got Hogart at two eighty also. Um Alex Norn at three sixty. And then I've also got Bahati at 700 because I thought that's feels like that's easy money. And then Austin Eckrod at 1000. And then Jimmy Walker at 1100. That's an interesting number. Yeah. There are some really interesting numbers on these, uh, on in this line, in this lineup this week. It's so. like all the veteran players, they gave like 1000 to 1500. Mm hmm. Is it because they don't think they can? These guys can bomb it anymore and put it in the places they need to, or what? Yeah, I don't know. I, it's just they maybe they feel like they have, they don't have it. But I mean, I just feel like those. You know, Jimmy Walker's just a guy that's on the comeback, like he's on the comeback. One of your other boys is on it right there at plus eleven hundred with as uh, uh, Kevin Tway. Yeah, I almost picked him, but I was like, ah, I don't know. There's a but lot you, of O State guys playing this week, and it's just like, man, I feel like when I pick him, he doesn't do well. I'd love to see him get a win, but here's an interesting one: Francesco Molinari at 
plus 1,000 top 10. Yeah, that's not bad. I mean, he's he's a guy who could get hot, right? I mean, he's... Yeah. Um, okay. I mean, you go down and there's like, from 1,000 down, you have Gliglick, Pendrith, Matt Wallace, Higo, you know, guys that have been hovering that. You know, guys that we picked that you're top 10 headed into Sunday and end up T47. Yeah, that's why some of these guys are here this weekend, though, because they yeah. see an opportunity to make a cut and yeah. get paid. At X points, too. Yep. I mean, yep. it's all about getting points. And you look at the list of the guys that are playing in these events that we call lame because there's just no superstars. But there is more points in the in the uh, elevated events. But it's one of those things is like, would you rather have 100 bucks or would you rather have $5, you know, 20 times? It's like, yeah. yeah. Mr. Irrelevant for the week, Brian Davis. I don't even know who that is. Brian Davis. He's been on tour for a while. Plus, yeah, you know, plus five hundred thousand to win. <laughs> Unless he's a uh, PGA guy, because you know, like, I don't think he is. So, like, if okay. you win the PNC, like the PGA PNC, the professional club uh, tournament, you get like five tour exemptions. So. And they're usually on these events, so he could be a club pro, but I don't remember the name. Um, well, looks like he is. Yeah, like Zach from Bouchot. London, England. Uh, oh, right. He's forty-eight years old. There's Where's a lot of young guys playing. He's not going to be partying. He's going to be eating fish and chips, going to bed at nine p.m. I need your top ten again because Norin and Eckroad broke my broke my yeah. autocorrect. Uh, Hogart. At 280, Bahadia 700, Noren 360, Eckroad 11 or 1000, and Walker 1100. Nice pot. There's a lot of BHA in it. No, there's a lot of young guys playing that were studs in college this week. Zach Bouchot, McGreevy, Max McGreevy. Boy, that's gonna piss us off if he he's comes at, out of nowhere. He's at a hundred thousand to win, and he he has been getting top fives in these Caribbean events. So, I mean, for a dollar, maybe. You know, I just is that forty five hundred for a plus ten. Jesus, it's crazy. That's not bad. So yeah, maybe I'll put him on my list here. I just I just saw some 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 interesting stats with Holgard. Um makes me like him even more. It's saying that he he has four finishes of 13th or better, including a pair of top fives in his last four. Um and then last week they had him and um him and his partner had the as far as strokes gained on all shots last week, they were the most lopsided. Hogard gained 7.6 strokes on the week while Olsen lost 10.5. Oh shit. That's incredible. The uh talk about like Jesus putting a guy on your back, man. Yeah. His partner was terrible. Not to get ahead into next week, but elevated event, you definitely want Fowler in the top ten because he's top ten in all those elevated in all those events. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. That's pretty crazy, though. Like, so he'll be playing free and easy without the weight of this loser on his back. No shit. Yeah. Is what you're saying? Yeah. I, I, he's pl- he's played really well. I mean, 
Yeah. He was on his, my list before I even thought about it. Yeah, in his so in his seven worldwide starts, right? Four finishes of 13th or better. That's really good. That's more than a more than a coincidence. That's a trend. Yeah, for sure. Well, Smitty, who's going to win this thing? That's the question. And should we do an underdog lineup? That's the next question. But first, who's going to win? The Mexico Championship. I have Tony Finau plus eight hundred. It's a smart thing to have in the portfolio. Yeah, I just, I know, I know this is, like Adam said, and when I was hoping he would, he none of you guys would say something about. It's like, well, you know, he travels with all of his family, and they're going to a resort style place and on the ocean. They're gonna hang out and have fun because his wife is all about having fun. If you've ever followed her on anything in social media, she's all about it. Um, but like I said, the guy is, he's a really good golfer and just hasn't, um, he hasn't placed, you know, where, where he's wanted to this year. But I think that he's a guy that definitely um, is good enough to win. I mean, yeah, he's, just some things with him, right? Like he has, he's gained strokes with his irons in all 10 starts this, this year so far. Uh, so that's, like that's a that. good thing. I just um, love that he's playing in all these not yeah. so big events. Mm-hmm. I think that plus full swing is gaining this guy a ton of fans. Yeah, oh, for yeah. sure. Yep. He, he only, he's Rom, Scotty, and Cantley are the only ones ahead of him in, in, in strokes gained total. That's, yeah. that means he's played really well this year. I mean, and just some bad luck, not right? Play. He's played good. He just, I think maybe he's looking at his quick, you know, FedEx pickup too. Like, you know, get first or second, pick up some heavy points, move up that list. Yep. Bump I, I think way it, up on that Ryder Cup list too. I mean. That's why I think it's it's got to be to him. It's got to be a really big week to him because he has an opportunity to legitimately win this thing. Now he's got John Rahm there right, right with him, obviously. And it was a really heavy favorite because we never see what like plus two fifty for a regular event. Yeah. It's nuts, but yeah, you gotta be thinking Tony Fino has got to be expecting to be in the top five. Oh yeah. Right. Um, but moving forward, I have Wyndham Clark at plus 1600 Gary Woodland at plus 2200. I have Patrick Rogers at plus 2800 and I have Akshay Batia at uh, plus 9,000. Which is what we got. I mean, yeah, people that are listening, you have I'm putting ten dollars on that right now, right? When you have odds on a like that on a guy like him, who I think is going to be a longevity player, you know, on the PGA tour, and he's going to be a very good one, and potentially even in the next three to five years, a star on tour. I mean, this is a kid. You got to put some damn money on this guy. This is a kid who, who didn't go to college. He turned pro right after high school. He was like the best junior golfer in the world. Decides, hey, college isn't for me, and tries to go out and make it. Gets a sponsorship, mm-hmm. Callaway. Callaway's been supporting him the whole time, and he didn't do anything, just grind and grind. And he finally is starting to show in the last two years that he could play. I don't yeah. know if that's just the difference between being 17 and being 22, you know, you just didn't get the college experience to beat him down. Like some of these guys. Yeah. I mean, like we were talking, what, like with 
this year so far with him, right? On the on the on the Corn Ferry Tour, finishing um, T four and T seven in back to back Bahamas events. Um, and then when yeah. he when he got his membership yeah. uh, privilege on the PGA Tour, it was a runner up at the Puerto Rico Open. Yeah, right? this is the same type of course that he's coming to right now. Exact he's, same. He's gonna see, he's gonna feel so confident. He's gonna he's gonna remember, hey. I've played really well at places like this and I'm going to play every web event they've had in Dominican, Puerto Rico, Puerto Vallarta, yep. all these places. Yep. Yeah. He's familiar with this stuff. Yeah. I like him. But I mean, if you look at the Ryder cup standing, like some of these guys are moving up the list quietly. Tony is 19th. That's probably why he's here this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, a win probably gets him close to that top 10, but you know, Davis Riley's right there. Buckley, all these guys. I was surprised guys. to not see Davis Woodland. Riley this week. Yeah, he's probably playing next week. Yeah, but I felt like it's a perfect place for him to come and play. So, and another guy too. I mean, obviously, because he's probably playing next week too. But it's Kurt Kitayama, who played yeah. last year too. That's those were two of the guys I was talking about. With he showed um, some fatigue at RBC, so I think a lot of these guys are taking a week off two weeks off just to like recharge the battery. He played yeah. last week though. Those yeah. two guys were two guys that I was talking about from last year that placed ahead of, of Patrick Rogers and aren't there anymore, which makes it yeah, they, be some of these guys even more. Him and Montgomery, him and Montgomery finished 19th last week. So. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's not going to do it. No. <laughs> well, what does your winner's list look like, Adam? Uh, it's a lot like Smitty's. I got Clark at yeah. sixteen hundred. I just thought those odds are way too good. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's not the favorite, so the pressure's kind of off of him. Maybe he shows out this week. And then I had to pick Rom at two sixty, just because I haven't had a winner in a while, and I thought well, let's go with the favorite for once. I don't do that very often. Um, yeah. Patrick Rogers also at twenty eight hundred, and then. I had Bo Hostler at 3,500. I just felt like maybe something. He played good on the West Coast, and I feel that's, like I don't, that's really great Ooh, odds for him. Yeah, yeah. Good stab there. And then I had Bahadia at ninety nine thousand because it's nine thousand. Yeah, I mean yeah. the guy's gonna get a win eventually, and it's gonna be in the Caribbean. And this, yeah, this is he's the not perfect gonna win. place for him. The perfect field and the perfect course for him to come and win. Yeah, he's not gonna yep. win TPC Twin Cities, but. In the Caribbean, I like his chances. True or false? John Rahm is going to see a bunch of friends and family who he hasn't seen since he won the Masters, and he's probably going to celebrate <laughs> with those people. Uh, I think he's been celebrating since the Masters. Yeah, yeah. Credit to him for showing up. To I think the, he's the trying to tournament. get get a few rounds because he obviously didn't play last week, and he got an elevated event next week, and um, you know. Without looking at the schedule or his schedule, I'd be willing to bet that there's going to be there are going to be some idle weeks like in a row where you're not going to see John Rahm. The favorite just going to kind of mail it in this week. He said that he's kind of a weirdo. He doesn't even like to take days off. He's like, even if I take the week off, I'm still playing and practicing every day. But I would almost bet we see him the week after next week because that's in Texas. And I think his wife's from Texas or Mm -hmm. Dallas area. And I want to say he lives in Dallas. So that's going to be a big event too, even though it's not a big money event, but you've got Spieth, Scotty, um, 
uh, Rom, all these guys that live in Dallas area, they're going to be playing. So could be a big event. I think that's actually, I'd have to look. I think that's Spieth's sponsor. So he's definitely playing. I was trying to look. Yep. AT&T Byron Nelson. There's no way Spieth's missing that one. That's his sponsor in Texas. In McKinney. So yeah. Next week is Wells Fargo, so that's always a good tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm excited for something uh, for yeah. like a bigger tournament like that. It's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, Just... last week we talked about it, but I don't know if we want to talk about rodeo dunes. <laughs> oh yeah, the nope. YouTube viewers got to see uh, me and Smitty talk about rodeo dunes, but we didn't get to talk about it on the air. We can uh, do a rodeo dunes out out outtake, maybe rough import cut. I'm getting word <laughs> that there's a that the throwdown is starting at 9:45, so we got to get okay. out of here. I will run down our picks quickly. Smitty's top 20, Woodland Rogers, Hogard Rye, Batia, Adams top 20, Hostler Batia, Jimmy Walker, Glover Watney. <clears throat> Smitty's top 10, Wyndham, Woodland, Rogers, Hogard, Batia, Adams top 10, Hogard, Norin, great odds on Norin, Eckrode, Batia, Jimmy Walker, Smitty's winners, Finau, Clark, Woodland, Rogers, Batia, Adams winners, Clark, Rom, Rogers, Hostler, Batia. Thank you everyone for listening. Please subscribe to this channel. Throw us some reviews. We will be back here next week with more plus money opportunities. Adam, say something cool that golfers say. Welcome to the fucking show. Thanks for listening to Plus Money Golf. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. In the meantime, keep up with the show on Facebook and Instagram at Plus Money Golf and on Twitter at PSR Golf. Until next time.